Because remember, that was the two things from the presidential fitness test was how many pull-ups you could do. And if you can't do a pull-up, is how long you could hang. <laughs> so many kids were out of shape, me being one of them, that the pull-up test was ridiculous. Like 1% of the students could do a pull-up, let alone five of them. And the ones that could do one could do like 10. So it wasn't even close. But the ones that couldn't do one, me, were just tested on how long you can hang there like a turd from a clothesline. <laughs> and then you just, and then it was high up. So these, these PE teachers had to blow out their lower backs, lifting these butter balls up to the pole. And then we'd go there. And I'd make it like three seconds and I'd fall down so in funny. a heap of dirt. And then they'd write that down like, he made it three seconds. Trek can heavier traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'll look at that camera. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to This Week in Zoltan. This is episode 365 coming at you uh, on a cold, blustery. Is it that blustery? Is this normal New York weather? I don't know. It's a bluster in the air. Yeah, I can't feel my ears. I know when my ears start tingling, it's either the weather or the diabetes. One or the other. Whatever's (laughs) tingling. It might be health-related. It might just be whatever uh but before we really get uh busy and cooking and all that good stuff let's not forget the one and only sponsor to this weekend's zoltan is the safe journal this is the number one journal in all of journals do you have a favorite journal well if it's not this one or if it isn't yeah if it's not this one you have the wrong journal because this is the good uh mixture of structure and free form it gives you a little bit of how do you do but it lets you learn on your own like a good dad teaching you to ride a bike he's not chasing you down the street with a pillow and a stick he's just holding the back of your seat saying i'm gonna be here all along and then right when you get the hang of it you turn around and he broke up with your mom he's already <laughs> gone and he's living in a studio apartment on the bad side of town that's what the safe journal's like you're new to journaling It'll hold your hand, maybe practically hold the pen for you while you write down your feelings onto this uh, beautiful tree-free paper. And uh, and then right when you get cooking, you realize, I don't think I need the structure. Or one day you may open it up and go, what the hell am I going to write today? I, I, have, uh, I have writer's block or the things I want to write down might be held against me in, in court someday. Well... You can go to the uh, the page with the writing prompts, and then you can figure out something to write thanks to the writing prompts. That's pretty good. Pretty I th- good. It was good rambling nonsense. Safe Journal. It's kind of like a good dad. SafeJournal.co. <laughs> <laughs> um, use the code Zoltan at checkout, and you get 25% off and a handwritten note by me along with your lovely journal. Didn't we send one out, and the person didn't get a handwritten note? Yeah, that was my fault. Sorry. Uh, let us know who you are. I'll write you a postcard uh, from wherever I am, whether it's San Diego this week or New York or uh, Timbuktu. I'll write you a postcard, and I'll. there you go. Anyway, uh, that was the hot start to the show. We got Emma in the corner. We got Mike on the ones and twos. How is everybody? Say it at the same time, just like it's supposed to go. We're doing good. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a good weekend. I was just in uh, Boise, Idaho, and uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. 
Those were the, did you know those were my hot markets? Really? Yeah, everyone has their hot markets, and mine is apparently places where the Mormons are strong. <laughs> like, if there is a good Mormon stronghold or a little bit of white supremacy in the outskirts, apparently Zoltan sells some good tickets uh, in those regions. Because, yeah, we, out of the six shows, we sold out all but one. So, wow. yeah, I was super pumped, and it was a sea of white faces <laughs> giggling back at me. And uh, I, I'm very happy to have them. Sea of Whites would be a great a sea of whites. <laughs> next album Great title, title yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call the next tour. But S-E-E -E of Whites? Yeah, the Sea of Whites. Uh, man. Because that's where, like, uh, Brian Regan, I think he does, like, two weeks in Salt Lake. I've heard this rumor. I don't know if it's true. But he'll, like, perform at a theater in Salt Lake City for, like, two weeks that's straight amazing. and just, like, sell out all the shows because that's how much they like them there. And I sold out two shows on a Thursday. So that's just like running two weeks worth of theater shows if you're Brian Regan. These are the just exact same thing. It's yeah. the exact same thing. <laughs> Paychecks, yeah. way different. But uh, <laughs> the uh, the feeling of accomplish accomplishment is uh, is about the same. But I had a good time out there. Salt Lake, by the way, they got their fair share. Of, their downtown's pretty sketch. Like the yeah, hotel right. that I stayed at was two blocks. It was less than half a mile from the venue. And I was thinking about walking. And taking my my rolly bag all the way down there, and uh, I looked outside, and there's a homeless guy yelling at the wind, <laughs> just the full ah, and he's swinging, and I'm like, ah, I'm gonna call a lift, because I can't even walk fastly away, because I'm gonna have the luggage <laughs> with me. So this guy's gonna first of all, I'm walking with luggage in a downtown, so he's gonna think I'm one of them, and then he's gonna try to chase me down and tell me, you know, where the where the good shoes are being handed out. <laughs> These are the fears that I have. Mm -hmm. These are the fears. According that I have. to the uh, to ABC Four in Salt Lake, Salt Lake City has the highest crime rate of all of Utah. Yes, really. Yeah, it looks pretty. It looks it. Yeah. I it, thought it was all mountainy and hipster and. I don't know about hipster, but definitely mountainy and and religious on the mm -hmm. outside. We were flirting with the idea of buying a house out there. Oh, really? You ever do that where you're like? We're like definitely one, never going to do this, but let's talk about it. Yeah, the and time. then you just fantasy scroll <laughs> Zillow, and you're like, I think we could afford that house. Could we afford that house? <laughs> and then you forget all that goes into homeownership. Like, when the roof is leaky, you don't have uh, Kenny, the super, to call. <laughs> you don't have an unintelligible, is that how you say it? Ununderstandable yeah. uh, Puerto Rican man like, to call. We've had no light in our bathroom for the last three weeks. Because well, we the light went light. out. Eh. It's the light that makes the noise. You know how there's two lights in every bathroom? There's yeah. the one that makes no noise, and then there's the one that takes the steam out that you hate. Yeah. The one that makes no noise, the one we like to use, burnt out, probably from overuse. And uh, so we've been having to use the eh. That's what you want. That's what you want in the morning when you're brushing your teeth. The radiator eh. slash light bulb. <laughs> Although if I was a super, I would, if someone called me and said my light's out, I'd be like, did you try replacing it? Like, well, that would yeah. be the first thing I said. It's, it's a, I know, it's, we got to get on it, but it's also not a regular light bulb. Oh, okay. I think I got to order this online. I've never seen it before. Yeah, I've never seen it either. This it's light like... bulb looks like it has screws that, you know, like the, the little screw kit you, they sell at the grocery store that are for glasses, like those little <laughs> glass repair kits. Yeah. I think I got to buy one of those to get the screws out of this like weird the light bulb is flat, 
And it's like, uh, whatever. I was going to say electrodes. I don't know. I don't know what they are. But it's flat. And then they have these dainty little screws that hold it into the fixture. And I'm like, is that the light bulb? Yeah, there's no bulb. It's so weird. It's not a bulb bulb. So I I took a picture of it. And we got to figure out how to even order that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So until then, it's just, it's just uh, the gas-powered light. The this eight cylinder that's cranking in hey, there. Hey, I gotta I gotta turn the light on. You mind filling up the diesel? <laughs> <laughs> Just hand cranking the, the generated powered uh, bathroom light. You'll be ready for the apocalypse, though. Uh, you know, I I think that's all we're getting ready for. They always say that when like something bad happens, the people in the big cities are gonna die. I actually I don't know about that. I think I, they're gonna die because they'll kill. We'll kill each other oh. immediately. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with survivability. I think we're all just going to go nuts and start killing people. Yeah. Which neighbor people do you think we're New going York to? People in can finally let out their rage. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> They've been holding back. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> like I read the news every day, and I'm like, yeah, mother of four stabs all of them, and you're like, Jesus, dude, like kills herself before she kills her children. Yeah, how's it even possible? <laughs> she came back from the dead and poltergeisted these kids to death, and you're like. They're holding back. I mean, if it did come to rage, if you and I are at home and they're like, World War Three has struck New York City, everyone's out for themselves, which of the neighbors that live above us are we killing first? Probably the ones right above us. Right above us? The Stampies? so loud. Oh, man. This guy's got lead feet. And then you look at him and he just looks like a Swedish author of some sort. He just looks like a dainty little kid. Yeah, he plays the piano. Yeah, he plays. He's learning the organ or whatever he's learning up there. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it's a piano or an organ, but yeah, I don't know. Please, he's got a one-man band, <laughs> just stomping for the snare. And Come he, and on, he, man! <laughs> I think that's everyone's upstairs neighbor in New York. Is like, oh, he's learning the piano, and like, I think he might be auditioning for Stomp. I think he's got like a couple trash cans, and there's a bunch of blue paint on him. You, when you thought about just sending him a nice big like area rug? Can we order two? (laughs) We ordered one. They sent two. Do you want it? Oh, it's the entire size of your apartment. What are the odds of that? Uh, It's cut to fit your exact floor plan. What are the odds? Oh, did we have your name monogrammed into the side? (laughs) Well, you know, we didn't know. Uh, It's funny because when we looked at that apartment, he wasn't at home. And the who was his name? Yosef, uh-huh. the realtor the who said we'd be friends. He never answered a call as soon as he got his cut. Uh, <laughs> he's like, we were like, oh, is it loud? And they're like, the upstairs neighbors are home right now. Do you hear anything? He was like, he was like very quick with his Great responses. Salesman. Yeah, yeah he and was we're so like, good. we don't hear anything and we never heard the train rumble underneath yeah. because i think he timed that out he's like i gotta see you between uh 11 in the morning <laughs> and 12 15 i gotta get the hell out of here <laughs> and then he timed the f train to make sure it wasn't gonna rumble <laughs> under our building and we're just like what an amazing he, building he lied a lot he lied he told us we're gonna have a washer dryer that never happened that was more the city but but we still never got it. What about that storage space in the front that oh, turned yeah. out not to be storage? He was like, that's your storage space. And we're like, great, we get extra storage. And then we start so we putting stuff in it. filled it up, yeah. And then the owner of the building came by. She's like, yeah, you're not really supposed to put stuff in there. We could get in trouble with the city. Yeah, because it's a historic building. So if one of the nosy neighbors starts uh, yapping, going, "Hey, they're putting uh, they're putting storage boxes in the facade window area," so we have to like 
we used to use it as storage, but we layer it outside the window. <laughs> we hide them like we were hiding from the Nazis in the 30s. We we're like, hang by the side. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're, like, we're like this. Next, th- these are our boxes in the storage unit. Oh, no. You can see it from an angle. I it's, feel like you could call. Can't you call the guy? And be, Yosef? Like, yeah, whoever the guy that showed the apartment. And oh, say, he's long gone. Reduce the rent. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Well, I, I, we're about to find out what's going to happen because I think our lease is up next month. Yeah. Because uh, rent easy or whatever, whoever automatically deducts my rent or our rent, they're like, this is the last payment. So yeah, I guess you got to talk to the landlord. Oh, so it won't do it automatically? I guess it doesn't automatically do so. I got to ask her. I'm like, are we staying or what's going on? I think we're staying because we're really overpaying. So yeah, we're are we overpaying? Yeah, we're paying for a place with a washer dryer, but we're we don't we don't have one. Yeah, I would definitely. Yeah. Not to uncomedy this podcast, (laughs) I would definitely say something if they promise you a washer dryer and there's no washer dryer. So hey, guess what? Rent is this much now. That's true. I yeah. also lied. Also, a month. You have a also, month. Like I think you're staying. <laughs> you're not going to find a new place and then move yeah. in a month. We also snap. Whatever. But the, you <laughs> know, the, there's been a little shadiness. No, there hasn't. This is being recorded. Everything's been on the up and up from our end. So I don't know. <laughs> Put that in a court of law. You went to court this morning. You went to I traffic was just court. In court. Yeah, yeah. And you made it in time. Yeah. Well, Go- I found out this morning I could do it virtually. So. Oh, you didn't even need to go in. No, and I should have just done it from here, so that yeah. we would have started. It's on right. time. Yeah, we were uh, late anyway. But then I was an hour, so I was sitting there for an hour not being called. Oh. So I could have, yeah, it was a whole a whole mess. What is New York traffic court like? I mean, it was just me and the cop and the judge in the room, and the judge, the cop just said a bunch of stuff that I couldn't understand a word he said. And the judge went, yep, okay. And uh, Mr. Albanese, do you have anything to say? I was like, no. <laughs> I don't have anything. I just ple- I just pled pled dumb. I was just like, I've never- <laughs> pled dumb. I didn't want to incriminate myself. So I just said, you know, I was new to driving on that street and I I never had a ticket before. Can you do anything for me? And, was, Can and he you did. Do and he did. For me? And he did. He was like, yeah, I'll reduce your miles per hour. It'll bring you down to the lowest points possible. Oh, $90 ticket. I was like, I, this whole time I thought I was going to get hauled off for a speeding ticket. I've wow. never had one before. I, you did the right thing. I, you know, call it white privilege, but I had a similar. I told you this before sure. we started recording. I had a red light camera ticket that this was years ago, over a decade ago. And they never, I never got it in the mail. I was living at my mother's house at the time. And I never got it until I got a notice saying your driver's license is going to be suspended. And it didn't say why. And I was like, whoa. So I had to go to court to find out why. I go to court. I go to the courthouse to find out why. And they're like, oh, you got a red light camera ticket. And I was like, Jesus. And they're like, it's like $400. It was like some insane amount of money to what I had at the time. And I was like, well, I don't have that. He's like, well, you got to talk to the judge. But the way they did it there was cattle call. So, like, all of us are in a room, and he just goes down, all right, case number 175, and it was just one guy would stand up, and it would go down the row, and then the dude before me was a Mexican dude who couldn't speak English, same issue I had. He got some sort of ticket, never got it in the mail, he's speaking through an interpreter, and he got a notice saying his license is going to be suspended, he owes, like, a butt ton of money, and the judge goes, I don't believe you, I think you did get it. 
and I'm charging you the full amount. And I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. He didn't believe this guy. <laughs> and then I start speaking my white English. I'm over there like, well, your honor, I didn't get it in the mail. <laughs> and then he's like, well, have you had any trouble getting your mail? He was like concerned about my mail. <laughs> I was like, no, this is the first time I've ever missed out on my mail. He's like, well, I will. I, sh I say you should look into that with the, the local postal carrier. The and powder I, I, shuffling off his wig. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, good sir. Well, good sir. Uh, and then I was like, and then he's like, well, I'll take off the penalty fees of it being late, but still the amount of the ticket was too much. And I'm like, I still don't have that much. And he goes, how about monthly payments? And I go, oh, okay. And he's like, what can you afford? And I told him and he's like, all right, done or whatever they say at the end. <laughs> done. <laughs> Quarter <Game. jerk. laughs> I don't know what they say. Uh, and then <laughs> that would be a great way to end a court. Done. <laughs> done. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for speaking English. Yeah, and uh, and that was it. And I was just like, man, that white privilege really, mm -hmm. really, really takes you in there. Saved you, bud. It saves you. You know, and it's wrong. It's wrong, and I'm against it. But I'm also, you know. It reminds me of that uh, that scene in uh, King of the Hill where Bobby realizes like some sort of sexism between men and women, and 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 Hank goes, "Hey, shut up, Bobby. We got the long end of the stick on that one." <laughs> <laughs> but it is something that needs to be covered. But you also you brought up playing dumb in mm -hmm. the courtroom yeah. and that helping you. That's what you said last night about being audited. You're like, if you ever get audited, just play dumb and mm. go, I don't know. I mm. just make money and file taxes. Mm. And then I... <laughs> and then that works. Yeah. I think that's the right voice for it. I think that is the right <laughs> voice. I don't know. <laughs> are, you a, are you a Muppet? <laughs> yeah. Damn, I don't, th I don't think puppets should be paid taxes. <laughs> I hope, knock on wood, you have me knocking on wood now mm -hmm. because you're a... Uh, Conspiracy theorist is what you are. <laughs> and you think this, you think the universe yeah, is. That's not this. real wood, so that's not going to work. Uh, that four mic ain't going to get it down. <laughs> uh, but I hope I don't get audited. But if I do, I am going to just put on that voice. I don't know. I tell jokes. Have you heard my comedy? I don't really. It's not very intelligent. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. My first album was called IRS? Question <laughs> mark. I don't know. The only thing I know about the IRS is the pro wrestler from the 90s. <laughs> Erwin R. Scheister. <laughs> he did not like being called IRS. It just happened to be his initials, and he wore a tie in the ring. Uh, but anyway, hopefully none of that none of that happens. But uh, back to Salt Lake. Had a wonderful time out there. A little sketchy. But the shows were great. People were wonderful. Um, and then we went to Boise. And Boise's one of my favorite... I haven't been to Boise since 2019, 2018. It's been a while. They used to have a club out there, Liquid Laughs, and that was pretty much just a bar. This guy sure. ran, he ran the restaurant, and then he had this bar side that used to be a funny bone. It used to be a comedy club. Oh, wow. But it had closed for a while, and then he was like, oh, maybe we'll do comedy here. But he didn't know how to do comedy. He just, like, booked it, and it was pretty much a bar that had comedy. Like, it was a tough room. But the pandemic shut that down. So now the new club in Boise is the lounge at the end of the universe. It's uh, it's a mouthful. Yeah, like, it's a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's hard to fit in on a website. The lounge <laughs> at the end of the universe. And you know what the lounge at the end of the universe is? It is in an abandoned office building in the basement. Oh. And that is kind of the lounge at the end of the universe. It's very like... 
uh, telling of where society is. We have empty office buildings throughout the country, mm-hmm. and this comedy club is in the basement of that. It looks nice. It's a cool room. Yeah, it was a fun room. I I thoroughly. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, all four shows were a really good time. The fourth one, probably the least fun, because I had eaten. They always are. The last show, you can have three good shows in a row, and you're like, I think I'm the god of comedy. And that's why yeah. the next show is not good. Yes, <laughs> and then the, the fourth crowd comes in, and these are people, we added that fourth show like a week ago, a week before, because we just kept adding shows as they were selling out. Originally, I was just supposed to do two, one on a Friday, and then we added a second, and blah, 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 and so on. And then we sold the early Saturday out a week before, and they're like, you want to add a fourth? I'm like, why not? So these people coming to that fourth show were like, I guess. Like, they <laughs> like they had seen my ads pop up, and they're like, no, no. We've added another show. No. And then the fourth one, listen, I'll come if you leave me alone. I don't want to see your stupid ad again. I'm either going to come to the show or delete Instagram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> two things that are happening. And that's how that audience felt. They felt like an audience that was ready to quit something. Oh, you couldn't find me in a, you couldn't find me a seat for, for the first show? Yeah. Oh, I got to come to the, okay, I, I guess I'll do it show? I guess. Sick. I mean, it, it reminded me of the comedy shows I used to do, where the room was papered and they were just coming to see comedy. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, you get a bunch of people coming up to you going, that was pretty good. <laughs> that wasn't the best time I've ever had. Not the worst time I've ever had. It's pretty good. I'll forget about it by Monday. Who's but the, we were here. Who's the co- which one? You, who's the comic that did the joke about the guy with the thing? <laughs> well, that was me. Oh. Yeah, I didn't like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> My favorite is when they tell the entire joke of their favorite of the evening and it wasn't yours. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, wait, weren't you talking about the goldfish with the anal fissures? And you're like, <laughs> no, I don't remember talking about that. And But they tell you the whole bit. No, 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 you talked about it. You said the goldfish had anal fissures and you had to take out the salt water because I was really pinching the the the, uh, the, the fissures. And, uh, and I'm like, no, that wasn't me. I think that was the feature act. He goes, ah, I didn't like him. And you're like, wow, you clearly like that one joke. My favorite part was at the beginning of the show, you were like, how's everyone doing tonight? <laughs> you like the host? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and he was, nobody clapped. Oh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> cool, you know man. what my favorite Did part is? an album or <laughs> got to buy a t-shirt? <laughs> my favorite part is when you go in and you do the local stuff, which mm-hmm. I always do at every show. And that part crushes. And then I'm like, how about material? And they're like, less of that. No, no. Can you talk about how that guy didn't clap when you first walked up and (laughs) ate nachos instead? And can you talk about how this building is weird? Because you did that for the first five minutes and we were laughing our our titties off. But now we're very sad. I I did a show at an Italian restaurant last week and boy, was that a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Were people eating? Yes. And it was one of those Jersey places where it's like giant plates of lasagna. (laughs) Everyone's heads down. No, and all their heads were white hair. It was brutal. It was brutal. Remember when you did a show at the Deep Dish Pizza Place? In Chicago. Yes, the comedy club at uh, the comedy bar in oh, Chicago. Oh, Giordano's East. Yes. I used to do that one. Yeah, yeah. you've been there. That was and, the same vibe. Everyone's just plowing. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> eating deep dish, which is like, it's not a, ooh, it's a, ooh. And then afterwards, you don't feel like, ha, ha, ha. You feel like, I'm going to kill myself. I just ate, how much crust did I just eat? <laughs> 14 pounds of cheese per slice. Yeah. <laughs> is it the trick of Chicago? Nobody actually eats that. It's just for tourists. 
I don't I, know any people in Chicago that actually eat that pizza. It does work because I eat it every time I go. Yeah, and to, I yeah. regret it every, every time, time I have it. Yeah. It's like the turkey leg at the fair. You're like, you think you want the turkey leg because you think you saw a dad smiling while eating it. <laughs> but really, it's just because it, his chewing drowned out his kids around him. That's the joy you saw. And then you get the turkey leg and three bites in. You're like, what the hell have I done here? The first two or three are amazing. And every bite after that feels like there's a gun to your head yeah. to finish it all. Because uh, then you're wasting a pterodactyl <laughs> limb <laughs> like i gotta eat it now though i'm disrespecting this entire species what it's is true it's absolutely true um yeah i i did a private event once where it was booked by this guy sam diego uh who dressed like his gimmick was that he dressed like uh uh johnny depp from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and he would be like a lookalike, and he went by Sam, sure. D and he looked like him. He looked like he looked like him, and then he booked me. He's like, "Hey, there's a private event fundraiser dinner. Uh, you want to do like 15 minutes of comedy?" And I'm like, "Sure." And I go over there, I do 15 minutes, but they had me go up right as dinner was served, so everyone's Perfect. eating these big plates. So I just no laughs for 15 minutes, and then I sit down, and then now I'm eating my dinner. Now it's all quiet, and then without telling me this. The pirate goes up there and goes, hey, one more time for Zoltan. Can we give it up? You know, I've, I've seen this guy perform, and I, I've really seen him do a lot better, and I think everyone was eating. Let's, can we bring him up, up for another 15 minutes? Unannounced. So I had, like, my set ready for what I was going to do, and now I just got to and it's like a clean show, and they're uptight, and now I got to go in front of these Richies again once they finished eating and pull another 15 minutes out of my ass, which isn't the tallest task, but thrown under the gun is not that great no and i remember a uh, former kicker john carney was there <laughs> yeah. and uh, i wanted to make fun of him for that time like uh the saints had that incredible comeback and could have made the playoffs but then he whiffed the extra point he missed a kick from like two mm -hmm. centimeters away and uh and i didn't i didn't bring that up but that story fell apart at the end. But no, I, 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 I'm just I'm sitting in the, the misery. If someone said, let's have him do another 15, I'd be like, no shot. No, I'm good. No. I'll take my L. Yeah, call my manager, book it. <laughs> oh, this was long before. This was long before. Zoltan just got a manager. This is this was back when uh, it was all run by me, and you could book me for a bowl of soup. <laughs> it was so easy to book me. Oh, my God. I, I think I told this story once, but it was a fundraiser for these kids doing, uh, have I told this with the hair lips? I don't think so. Okay, so there was a foundation that sends plastic surgeons down to South America to fix kids with hair lips. And they do it for free, obviously. These, these nice. families don't have a lot of money. It's a great foundation. But they sent me an email, and they're like, hey, we'd love for you to perform at our... Uh, thank you banquet whatever can you come in and talk to us this is the time I'm working at the mechanic shop so I took time off from the mechanic shop drove over there in my beat up Honda Civic I show up smelling like gasoline and motor oil even though I worked in the office I still smelled <laughs> like the shop like you know how there's no smoking allowed in buildings not a Daryl Jones mobile repair the smoking was encouraged in the building so there's something there is something nice about that if I walk into a mechanic shop and you smell cigarettes and coffee you're like this I'm gonna get my car's gonna be fixed yeah <laughs> 
It would blow people's minds because Daryl would have a lit cigarette with a long cherry hanging off the end of it while bent over into a gasoline engine <laughs> and just working on stuff. And people, I remember one time a customer was like, aren't you ever scared that like you're around all these flammables and you're smoking? He goes, cigarettes ain't hot enough to light. And he's like, what? He goes, you see on the ground, there's like oil or gas or something. And he just dropped a cigarette into the gas and nothing happened. And he goes, the movies are fake. That's what he <laughs> <laughs> he goes all, all those times someone throws a lit cigarette and then the whole that does not how it works. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. I just thought he was playing with the playing with the devil's handshake every time he went under the hood with a lit cigarette. But so anyway, I left the shop and I went all the way to this nice office building and I go up. Everyone's dressed professional. I'm in a boardroom, like a nice boardroom. I'm dressed like utter ass, like. Stinky jeans, a stinky Dickies jacket, unshaven. My hair's long. I look like I look like I'm there for help from the foundation. Right. I look like I've come in going, listen, I don't need a hair lip, but I got a couple other things you might be able to smooth out. And so they come in. They tell me their entire charity, what they do. They show me pictures of these kids that have hair lips. Now they don't have hair lips. They're very smiley, very happy. And then at the end they go, so how much would it cost for you to do like 30 minutes of comedy and it's near your house, and there's a free dinner involved. And oh, I was, oh, oh. I thought this was at the show. They're asking you. No, this. no, no. This, this is, is a meeting. The, this is the uh, meeting. Okay. I was like, I'm already here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing until right now. <laughs> that would have been the best way to negotiate. Yeah, really. Assume it's nothing, and then go. How much do you want? You're like. I, I, I thought dinner was yeah, it. Sure. But it's kind of the same situation. They showed me the incredible things that they do for this foundation. And I was like, and then they, at the end they go, how much do you want to do comedy? And I just wanted to go nothing like free. But they, they were clearly asking for a number. So I was just like, I don't know, like a hundred bucks. And they, they looked puzzled. And then they looked at each other, these two women. And then they go, we're going to give you $250. And I, was, I started laughing. I go, this is how I negotiate. I shoot low, and yeah. then I make you feel bad for me, and then you come up on the price. They go, I thought he was a, he's a professional. Right? <laughs> and then, uh, but that just let me know. They would have easily paid me like 500 bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they're like, I guess we're going to give you 250 The charity people are used to overpaying for everything because yeah. it's a charity. Man, I, I remember I once heard uh, Kathy Griffin in an interview or an article or something. She said charities pay a ton. They do, it's and crazy. he and she's like, you have to understand, like, oh, shouldn't you donate your time and do it for free? She's like, well, unfortunately, a lot of charities, like the people in the board of directors, they make quite a bit of money from it's this. It's nuts. Yeah, the CEOs, they make quite a bit of money. Like if you donate a dollar to pick a foundation, you have to like really look into how much of that dollar actually goes to the thing they're doing and how much of it goes to everybody else. And so like once you find that out, you realize by undercutting yourself by performing at a charity unless they're straight up with you and they go listen all the proceeds are going to the thing we're doing so if you want to donate your time but a lot of times people are getting paid so you might as well get paid too mm. i love charity navigator you ever use that website mm -mm. you can put in any charity because they have to register all their money really and it tells you exactly how much goes to wherever oh, wow. it's supposed to go and it's really wow. it's fun but also disturbing mm. <laughs> to see how much Dude. exactly like getting Pay, like you know, Goodwill is not a charitable charity. Really, it's a for-profit organization, oh, and they wow. but they they 
But they do give jobs to those. Uh, sure. Yeah, which is whatever. But they make a ton of money. Wow. Mm. Off of free goods. Yeah. Wow. That's the yeah. stuff we donate. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that Dusty Slade joke that I like where they said Goodwill wouldn't take his TV. And he's like, oh, but you are going to take this TV <laughs> uh, tonight when you're closed. I'll be dropping it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great joke. But yeah, there's a. I'm doing that charity show in a couple weeks. You are? Yeah, they're paying a lot. A lot. Would makes me we'll give that one a goog and see how much of that goes to the kiddos. What charity? I'm not gonna say it on the podcast. John Patton. Yeah, we're paying our rent with that show. We're not we're not gonna butcher that. But I I mean, hopefully hopefully a lot of it goes there. Like I always wanna give to Saint Jude. Look up Saint Jude. That's not the charity that I'm performing at, just for the record. Just for the record. Uh, but I'm curious as to how much the money because they do those commercials that adorable kid mm -hmm. with whatever disability he has and he has he has this adorable way of saying like, help the, I was born without shins. And then thanks to St. Jude's, I have shins. And he's running around with healthy shins. And he just has an adorable Welch's grape juice. Remember those commercials mm -hmm. from the 90s? He has mm -hmm. that adorable face. I'm like, take all my money immediately. They have a 96%. They're a four-star charity. There you go. St. Jude's. We are given to St. Jude's. I like that. You never know, because they're like, we'll send you a blanket. And I guess the 90, the 4% goes to producing the blanket that they give you for a thank you. And I guess the highest paid person there is $2 million a year. Whoa. But that's a lot. But they bring in $700 million a year. Whoa. Up to $800 million a year. So that's comparatively very low. That is very low. And yeah. they, they help all those kids with the shins. Yes. So it's a good one. It's a good one. That's great. Yeah. That is a good one. I wish this was... I wish this had a... Uh, <laughs> sort high to low. <laughs> yeah. What's like the worst? The what's the worst charity yeah. where they're like, dude, these no one's seeing these. I actually watched. Uh, I put on old pro wrestling on on YouTube, and they kept the commercials in from the '90s, and I was watching them. Do you remember Feed the Children? I don't oh, know yeah. if Feed the Children is still around, but they used to run like infomercially type commercials back in the 90s that I used to watch and they'd be like, look at these poor ass kids in Arkansas. And they would show these kids living in like dilapidated, condemned homes. And um, and I have no point to this, but they're not around anymore. So I wonder if they were like a 1% where like that guy that did the infomercial was like raking in all the money. We can mm -hmm. look it up after I tell you about the worst one I found. What's the worst charity? Listen, Learn, Care Foundation. Yeah, and see, a, any, anytime they don't have a clear point of view, listen, learn, care, that's way too, that's way too, too vague. vague. It has yeah. a not giving not recommended alert on it. Oh. And here's the reason. You want to hear the reason? I'd love to hear the reason. Uh, the Palm Beach Post reported that the Living Learn Care Foundation uh, stole money from her nonprofit and spent most of it on her dogs. <laughs> <laughs> now she owes $138,000 oh back. Oh, my God. Of course, it's in Florida. It I was about to dissolved. say, yeah. as soon as the the charity is listed in West Palm Beach, or where is that West Palm Beach? It is uh, dozens. Yes, the Palm Beach. Palm yeah. Beach. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not good. Yeah, you used to live in Florida. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone legitimate in that state? <laughs> 
Like anyone legitimate in that entire state, like everyone it seems that I've met down there, other than you, mm-hmm. and other than the guy that runs the comedy clubs that I like working. Uh, but other than that, like the other people I've run into, I'm like, what kind of shady nonsense? No one looks like they pay taxes in Florida. There's like teenagers and Lamborghinis, but they're running rental shops. And, but I'm like, how'd you even get the collateral to buy this vehicle that you can now rent out? It's everyone is completely shade. It's a great place to start a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a great place to start a Feed business. Feed the Children is an 88%. They're a three star charity. Okay. So that's they're, not horrible. You know, that's that's not pretty too good. Bad. It does not like, t- tell you how much people are making, but. I, I just remember they spent a lot of money on, on the commercials back in the day. 77 million meals provided. I like that. So that's, that seems like a lot. I remember we once got a free turkey when I was a kid. Like uh, when we lived with the, remember when I told you we had all the roommates in San Diego? Mm-hmm. They signed us up, one of the roommates without telling everybody, signed us up for a free turkey at nice. one of the churches. Mm-hmm. And then my mom wasn't home and I was in the back of the apartment. And I just got summoned by one of my roommates, one of our adult roommates. And they paraded me to the front to like get the turkey. <laughs> so then like this kid with their family just handed me this giant bird. And I was like, what is happening right now? And they were like, they all had this like big look on their face, like we're helping, like we're doing something good. And I was like, what is happening? And my and my roommate, my roommates were like, smile. And we're like, hey. <laughs> like, here we go. And then we brought the turkey and and I put it away. And I felt so weird about it because I never thought we were like free turkey poor. Like I knew we were poor, but I didn't think we were like free turkey poor. And then my mom came home from work and I told her what happened. And I'm like, just be straight with me. Are we free turkey poor? And she goes, no, I can buy turkey. I don't know what they do (laughs) and then i realized none of us are free turkey poor but they took advantage of it and they used me as like the i was like (laughs) yeah i was like the kid without shins in the saint jude commercial going give to saint jude i was the the guy they paraded out and they're like hey this is who this kid's eating the turkey they had uh my gym or not my gym obviously uh gym in, in my neighborhood was doing Pull-ups, if you could do a pull-up, you get a turkey. And that was like the most bizarre. I was like, One are you poor, up. but also strong enough to prove it? <laughs> it was the most bizarre competition for turkey. <laughs> and there were people who were not getting a pull-up, and they were like head over, and they had like a, like a little discount to the gym. Oh, my God. <laughs> the most crazy thing I've ever seen. How many? I can't you do poor, a pull up. Prove it. Dude, can you imagine how many people would die if all the grocery stores were empty? And the game was you can get a meal for yourself and your family if one of you can do a pull-up. <laughs> we would die. I can't do mm-hmm. a pull-up. I got a bad shoulder. Can you do a pull-up? Yeah, we're screwed. How about like 20 squats? Can I do that? I'd be like haggling with them. I could do. Squ- I, I can't do pull-ups because I also have a bad um, history with food. So <laughs> it's not, it's not a I also have reason. a high calorie intake <laughs> and my arms can't handle the calories I intake. I used to have a bit where I'd say you, I want supermarkets to have... Um, floors made out of treadmills and like if you like but they're all the speed depends on the health <laughs> so like if you want vegetables just stand here we're gonna take you what do you want ice cream like that's gonna be on a incline three speed four like you're gonna have to go get it bud i would love that i would love the security footage from the people attempting it just you see one guy go down and he takes the others out oh my god just a big guy just giving up going speed four backwards uh. <laughs> and back to the to the cucumbers i would love yeah man 
get that out of my face, man. I'm trying to eat healthy because that's the hardest, hardest thing. But like, I still can't. I lost a bunch of weight and I still can't do pull-ups. And I remember in high school, Coach Beeson, one time he took a rag and he he wrapped it around a pull-up pole. Okay. And uh, he was like, hold on to this rag and do pull-ups, one on each side. And then he like, the first guy that went up was like this kid, Dominic Maselli, who was like ripped. He had a tattoo. And he <laughs> he like crunched out like 20 of these side to side. And then for some reason, I was next. It was all tan. Get up there. <laughs> now he I'm kicks just, a stool up underneath so you can get up to it. <laughs> now I'm just dangling from a dish rag. <laughs> and then off to the side, Coach Beeson's like, Pull! You gotta pull it! I'm like, is that the idea? I thought I was supposed to dangle here. I thought this was the game. Pull the same thing as hold? Because I'm doing that. I could barely hold on. No. Because remember, that was the two things from the presidential fitness test, was how many pull-ups you could do, and if you can't do a pull-up, is how long you could hang. (laughs) Did you know this? So, so many kids were out of shape, me being one of them. That the pull-up test was ridiculous. Like, 1% of the students could do a pull-up, let alone five of them. And the ones that could do one could do, like, ten. So it wasn't even close. But the ones that couldn't do one, me, were just tested on how long you can hang there like a turd from a clothesline. <laughs> and then you just, and then it was high up, so these these PE teachers had to blow out their lower backs, lifting these butter balls up to the pole. <laughs> and then we'd tickle there. And I'd make it, like, three seconds, and I'd fall down so in funny. a heap of dirt. And then they'd write that down, like, he made it three seconds. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, you ever heard of uh, Anatoly? Anatoly Lomachenko, the father of Vasily? No, I don't oh know what that God. is. <laughs> he's a gym prank guy. That I don't, I don't really like gym prank stuff. But I don't like pranks, but yeah, he's a, he's like an elite fitness trainer. Okay, but he he doesn't look big. Okay, he just looks like a regular guy, and so he puts on costumes and pretends to be a. A janitor? I've seen these. Have oh. you seen oh, these? I've seen these. Yeah, I love yeah, that guy yeah, so yeah. much because he's so goofy and people are these just big uh-huh. monsters of humans. I'm watching him not struggle through there. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. <laughs> he's like, get out of the way. I want to mop. Yeah, I want to. And he just picks it up one hand and some big beefy turd of a guy is like, what? How's that happening? His shriveled balls fall out. <laughs> the best is when they're like, no, 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 don't pick that up. Don't try. Yeah, and yeah. he yeah. curls it with one arm. With <laughs> <like>, these? <laughs> I always think those guys are. I mean, the the idea of that guy is always stronger. Like the guy who's never lifted weights, you know, or he doesn't go to a traditional gym. He like lifts like rocks and stuff. Like that guy, like the way uh, Rocky Balboa trained in Rocky Four, right? Where where the Russian was in this high tech gym. Uh, shooting steroids. Uh, so was Stallone, but Stallone was in a wooden shack yes. lifting a cargo bag filled with stones. <laughs> and then his his wife and his coach would be in like a horse carriage, and he'd just be doing chest presses, punching trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that guy, yeah. that guy's training, man. I uh, actually rewatched Rocky on a flight. That might be the best movie ever made. Rocky, the original Rocky. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's like I cry every it's good time. Good when you know the the backstory of it that he could nobody would buy the movie, yes. and then they didn't want him to be in it. And, and then he, he held out, even though he had no money. Yeah. And he's like, "I'm in this movie. I am Rocky. Sorry, I am sorry, Rocky. guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just love the uh, the part that gets me is the night before the fight. He goes and walks to the arena, and he looks, and his and the the promoters there, and he goes, uh, "Sir, the banner's wrong." 
And he's like, what? And he goes, I wear white shorts with the red stripe. That's red with a white stripe. And he goes, doesn't really matter, does it, kid? And then he goes, yeah, I guess not. And then he leaves, and he has that long walk back, and then he sits down on the bed. And Adrian kind of wakes up, and he goes, I can't beat him. I can't. He's like, she's like, what? And he's like, I can't beat Apollo. He's the greatest. He goes, all I want to do is go the distance. That's all I want to do, because he stopped everybody. No one's gone to the scorecards with Apollo. He's like, if I can go the distance with this guy, I'll know for a fact that I'm not just another loser from the block. And I'm just sobbing on a 6 a.m. flight. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I'm not a loser either. <laughs> like, I sold 100 tickets in Boise. Like, you know, I can go the distance. You're crying like, I can get to 60 minutes. Yeah. I can do the full 60. I don't care if I have to repeat two jokes. Yeah. I'm doing it. Light me at 20 so I can stop doing my crowd work. I'm making it to 60. Yeah, yeah, they light me and I go, I'm doing another 20 minutes. It's my life. It's we have a second show. Shut up. Shut up. The waitresses need to go home. They have no lives. They will watch me do another 15. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. I, you're just, in the, you're just in the, at the end. At the 60 minutes, she's just like, Jeff Singer! Jeff Singer, where <laughs> Jeff are you? Singer. He's the guy in charge of uh, uh, Just for Laughs Was. Festival. Was, yeah. <laughs> That's why I said his name, because it does, it's immaterial now. It's immaterial. <laughs> to make and fun I, of that. I'm all good with making fun of Just for Laughs fresh faces now, because if I got it, that would be comedic yeah. at this point. Yeah. I am the least fresh. I got so many crow's feet. My face is not fresh. Uh, I've auditioned so many times. There's no more faces left. I've stopped mm -hmm. auditioning. I've yeah. They stopped asking, and I stopped asking. Yeah. We both. It was kind of like uh, me and just for laughs have kind of like you ever go out with someone like five times, and then you, even after five dates, you're like, I don't know about this guy. Do not say me, please. You've been married to somebody for three years, and you're like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> the do not say me. But like, think of someone that maybe you dated five times and both of you had felt like, ah, I don't know. And then you guys just stopped talking to me. The reason there was no sixth date is because he didn't call and you didn't call. You know, like neither person called each other and you just, and you drifted off. That is my relationship with the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. <laughs> it just got to a point where they didn't call, I didn't call, and no one missed each other. Well, you should get on a reality show and then be a hack and then they'll want you back is that how it works i think so yeah what reality show hack made it on there's we're not we don't need to say names theo vaughn no oh God, no theo okay Vaughn's hilarious i just think because he's the only guy i know of that's been on a reality show because he was on like the road rules thing right this is recording Oh, that's right. We say names on here. We drop names. names. You know, you know what's names and last four your social. You know what's good about this podcast is that Southern Mama. I'll say it. There it is. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Who exactly. Is that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> See what I mean? Because there's a whole list of like comedians that. Well, especially now that are like TikTok characters that can sell tickets. Yeah. We can trash them. Oh, Let us trash yeah. them. No, you're right. You know? What, are we going to run into them at the, at the <laughs> underground? At, like, the at the pitch and poke? Yeah. We're going to run into them on a don't tell show? <laughs> oh, no. It's the guy. My favorite text was for the six date one was, hey, I... This has run its course, right? <laughs> you, you sent that or you received that? I've sent that. More oh, my than, oh, my God. Well, after like a no response, I'm like, okay, I get it. But for my own sanity, let's just clear the air. I'm like, uh, am I, and I've said, am I safe to assume this has run its course? <laughs> 
And they were and they reply. That's how you get a reply. They go, yeah, sorry, I just wasn't feeling. Okay, hey, good, great. That's wonderful. It's pretty open and honest. I like. I that. tried to be. I did a lot of not open and honest. You know, gaslighting. So I feel like I I had to spend years being honest with people. That's good. And look at you now. You're engaged to be a uh, wed. It's a fake ring. It's a fake ring. <laughs> I haven't been honest about that. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. We've been throwing a lot of honesty at each other. Mm-hmm. But Emma's brutally honest, which I like. I am. Yeah. And then sometimes you say things that I'm like, Jesus, are you going to take the sting off of that later? <laughs> and you're like, what? I meant it. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but I appreciate I that. I can't help it. Yeah. I really can't. Because she'll also tell me, she goes, you know, no one around you is telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All those people, they, they like you too much, or they work with you, or, you know, they, there's some sort of incentive. Mm-hmm. You go, I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> and I appreciate I'll that. I'll be the one. You I'll go back be to the combing one. your hair? Like, I thought it looked good this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Even oh, yeah. the little things. It was like when I, uh, I, I trimmed my beard and I left my mustache long, so I didn't, like, shave it, but I trimmed it short so I had a good, thick stash, and I'm like, man, I'm kind of into me, like, sexually right <laughs> yeah. now. And then I came out of the bathroom, and every time I would see you, you would just start laughing into my face. <laughs> and you're like, I'm so sorry. I just got to get used to this face. Mm-hmm. You just changed it. I ended up liking it, though. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Now, you know why you ended up liking it? Because this grew in to even this part out. But if today I trim this down, and then we go back to Firefighter, we go back to Firefighter in the magazine that, or in the catalog calendar thing then you'll be like yeah i'm not into that also i'm not ripped enough to be into that no you can't have a mustache no and tits (laughs) (laughs) you gotta have one or the other man (laughs) how do you get rid of the tit fat Ooh, because i was the wrong guy i don't how do you well you know everyone's got push-ups is that i've done a lot of exercise maybe the chest presses i've done them you know there was a time when I first started losing weight in 2017, where I would do 100 push-ups every day, and then the next year I bumped it up to 200, and the next year I bumped it up to 300. Right. So there was a time when I was doing 300 push-ups every day, and I think I did that for an entire year. Tits. I still <laughs> had tits. And I'm like, if you do 300 push-ups every day for 365 days, and you don't have a pecs, there's no God. Like, there's no, like, that is so ridiculous. That's a lot of push-ups to do and still unable to sit down shirtless. How much protein were you having? Maybe that was the issue. Maybe I wasn't having enough protein. So he had, uh, so The Rock had man boobs. Mm -hmm. Even when he was at, like, the peak of The Rock. He had had surgery to take fat out of his tits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the technical term. Gynecomastia. Ah, no one's calling it that in the office. <laughs> <laughs> like the other surgeons would, would. Like, there's no way the guy who did that surgery on the rock was in like the break room with the other surgeons. And like, what are you working on? And like, oh, gynecomastia. I'm like, ah, I'm taking tits off the rock. <laughs> like, you know, that's what he was saying. But they say until they they realize that the sedative is. He, oh, he's out. We're gonna have a gynecomastia. He's sleeping. His these guys' tits are huge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're over there flicking them before they take them out. <laughs> They're doing this like, hey, come here, kid, take a flick. Everyone take a turn. Do you think they take pictures next to famous people that are doing surgery and they're just uh, like, they never post this? N- they must. Like the surgeon to the stars. Leonardo DiCaprio's dick, tiny. Like, like, <laughs> not, anymore. Just, yeah, not anymore. Not after I got done. But before, whoo, it looked like it just saw the Baron of the Revenant. You know, like, it's just terrified. <laughs> and bloody. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I wonder that. But yeah, The Rock had to have fat moved out of his out of his chest, and he didn't have to, because like I, as a wrestling fan, I didn't notice. But it was something he felt insecure about. I and noticed. I'm sure they had nicknames for him in the green room or in the <laughs> locker room. You know. Here comes the tits, uh, The Rock, Dwayne the Tits Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne the t- I'm The Rock. <laughs> sure you are. In some places. <laughs> Why don't you call it Calm Down Moobs? <laughs> I hated that. That was the worst. I think that's where I got my bad posture from. Because I had these nice, perky 12-year-old tits, and I would just roll my shoulders forward mm-hmm. to kind of like, yeah, yeah. kind of hide them. And then now I'm built like a jazz drummer that's like always, always bent over doing this. And, and that guy's now 70. He's like, I've been playing the drums for 50 years. And you're like, ah. I was trying to hide my nipples when I was 12, and then it gave me spina bifida. <laughs> like, it messed everything up. That's so funny. Yeah. What was your big, would you get picked on for, just because you were tall or something? Or were you a chubby kid as well? No, I was a chubby kid, tall kid. Uh, I was also in theater and played football. Mm. Oh, so, so you got picked on from all of Neither of them liked me. Yeah. I was a, uh, the it, football, I was a word we're not allowed to say. And, uh, yes. I was a, I was a, a jock. Loser. A meathead, yeah, dumbo. The theater, yeah, that's so I, I ate lunch alone a lot. Oh, that <laughs> sucks. Well, I learned to steal. I learned to <laughs> steal. I became. I had a lot of time on my hands at lunch a lot, so I would learn how to like pocket a sandwich. Wow, <laughs> when no one would see me. That's. I didn't know that's where you were going to take that. You're like, I you know, up, I had a. I ended up ha- making friends with a lot of uh, of the kids that also didn't have a lot of people at lunch to eat. Oh, you got the rejects together. Yeah, and a lot, lot, lot of them are dead or in jail. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, okay. One, 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 one killed a guy. Wow. Drug deal gone bad. Yeah. You know a guy that killed a guy. I know a guy that killed a guy. I don't Whoa. know who he killed though. He killed a dad in front of his kid. Wow. It was really oh messed God. up. Anyway, comedy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. None of those, like every sentence you said. Yeah. None of them went the way I thought they were gonna go when you started. Yeah, them. it's a weird one. And he also was this kid that would. Um, he always wore shorts, even in like the dead of winter. And he would say it's his parents would give him money at the end of the year if he n- never wore pants. They like bet him that he couldn't wear shorts all year. Oh my god! And then he killed a man. So who knows if he even had parents? Maybe <laughs> he killed a man for a pair of pants. Yeah, like we don't even know how that broke What'd you down. Kill him for some Hagar's. <laughs> yes, he had corduroys. I wow, yeah. Because when you said uh, I ate lunch alone, so I stole a lot. I was like, well, that's already weird. Yeah. And then you're like, then I made friends. I'm like, oh, the nerdy friends that ended up being young Sheldons? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. These no. people are drug dealing. Yeah, one guy killed a guy. I became friendly with the, the staff at the, the cafeteria ladies. Wow. Yeah, I, t- I chatted up with them. Oh, wow. Uh, and then I wouldn't you. have money on my card to pay for lunch. And they'd be like, just go. <laughs> and then I would steal again. <laughs> I would steal. <laughs> oh, man. I remember yeah. that was the first. I always got, I was free lunch kid. Yeah. Because uh, my mom didn't make enough money. And so I was always free lunch kid. And But in middle in elementary school, everyone got the same lunch. So it's just some people paid for it. Some people didn't. Then I got to middle school, and they did a horrible thing where they had two separate lunches. They had free lunch, which was what I was getting in elementary school, but now it's free. And then they had a, a couple other stands set up where you could get uh, uh, personal Pizza Hut pizzas yeah. and like chicken sandwiches and sodas and stuff. But that cost money, and that wasn't part of the free lunch program. So what they did was they it just segregated. The, it was like me and a bunch of the, the poor Mexican kids. And then 
all of our friends we would watch get the personal pizzas for two twenty five. And then, like, it would just let everyone know you were poor. That's so brutal. Yeah, and then I told my mom that, and she goes, oh, no more. I give you money. And she, like, started. We had the money? Yeah, I was like, like, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. I'm like, you could have been paying for lunch all along. And so, you know, she dug in, and she would give me 225 so I didn't have to feel like the poor kid. And because uh, my mom always felt bad about that, you know, she's like, oh, I'm sorry for all the used clothes and stuff. And I'm like, no, you did the best you could. But she's like, I didn't want other people to like, I didn't want you to be treated different. Yeah. Just because you didn't have any money. That's, me- that's, that's messed up. That, that is messed bothers, up. That actually bothers I, me. I, I hope that system isn't around anymore. But it was like that in high school, too, where they had the same thing. Middle school and high school, I think it was like, these kids got to learn. Some of you were rich, some of you were poor. And we don't all start in the same place in life, but definitely uh, mistreat each other based on what they're eating. <laughs> but definitely use uh, your visual cues to judge them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we had a, a one of the guys on the high school football team. He was a, he ended up being a drug dealer. I don't think sure. he ever killed anybody, but he was a drug dealer, and he wasn't that great at hiding it. And he also never got in trouble. Like he never got arrested, and now he runs like a car washing business. I think it was just a car wash. No, no. No, he has like a mobile car washing business. But he was like a well-known drug. And I remember all my friends would be like, after high school, they'd be like, man, I can't believe this guy's making so much money dealing drugs. And we're over here working, barely have anything. And I'm like, that guy's going to be arrested in like a year. He never got arrested. He just kind of like stopped drug dealing. Or he still does. But like, he just maybe narked on people. I don't know what he did. But like... He just never got in trouble. His dad was the chief of police. That's where he getting his supply from. Yeah, maybe. We had a kid who did drug, dealt drugs with his mom. Wow. And then they, then he like in high school he owned like a tanning salon, a car, all these things that were his, so he could funnel his money because he was doing that much business. It was crazy. I met crazier people in the school that I went to than I've met in real life. I don't know. Did you grow up in a school like that, Emma? I went to a really good school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Full of nerds. Full of nerds. Like, what's, what's Pizza Hut personal pizza? Yeah. We had a Pizza Hut in our school. Yeah. We had the heir to the Pizza Hut. He was my, he was my friend. with John Hut. Yeah, John. Great guy. <laughs> Called him Hut Hut. He, he, was, he was the quarterback. He was the quarterback. Uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, our stories must terrify you. But yeah, I yeah. think I saw a vial of cocaine when I was in the fourth grade. Sure. This kid next to me, Eric, who I, that guy might be dead. I don't know, but he was like, oh, yeah, my brother sells cocaine. And I was like, what? I don't even know what cocaine was. And he just pulled this, like, little vial of white powder. Oh, I I have some. I'll show you. (laughs) Here's, I'll show you. And then I was like, what? And then that kind of, even in high school, there's this kid, man, I forgot his name. He was a goofy-looking kid. He was adorable. But he was, like, a badass. He grew up in a rough neighborhood. And he's like, well, he's like, cover me. And then he did cocaine off of, like, a CD case in our computer class. So there's, like, right in front of him. If he learns these tools, he can turn his life around. And he's like, hey, uh, can you lean forward so I can do this cocaine off the CD case? And I'm like, oh, my God. Does anyone in middle school or high school need it? That's what they should teach you and dare is you you don't need this drug yet. Yes. (laughs) Eventually, you're going to think you do. But right now, you got all the energy. Don't do it. Save it. Yeah, you don't. You're wasting all your good endorphins. Mm. I remember uh, in sixth grade, our math teacher, Mr. Paul, Every week during every year, there was, you know, the dare to say no to drugs campaign. And for some reason, she brought up the story that last year 
she had a, a cocaine abuser come in and give a talk. And then one of us was like, hey, why don't you bring that guy back to give us a talk? He's like, she's like, well, yeah, I brought him last year and he had a big hole in his nose because he had done so much. It ate through his nostril. And but all the students thought his extra hole was so cool that I think they missed the point of the speech. <laughs> <laughs> and so I decided not to bring him back this year. That's so I was like, funny. oh, my God. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I grew up around, um, there were a lot of nice kids that most of the kids, and first of all, these kids that were doing these things, they were nice too. They just, uh, they just had a very different at home life, I guess, than the rest of us. But, uh, yeah, I was around a lot of wildness kind of coming up. Yeah. When you look back and you think about all the kids that you're like, man, how did you, how did you make it? There's so many kids that I'm like, I don't, they might be dead. I, they might be like yeah. a couple, those Two kids that I just mentioned in those two stories, I don't remember seeing any of them in middle school, and the one I saw in high school, I don't remember ever hearing of ever again. So, I don't know I, if he's if they're watching. Listen, I hope you're great. I hope you're doing wonderful. That one guy I have told his story, Ronnie Cop, where he my first day of freshman football, we we're picking up our pads, and he showed up with two kids and a cigarette in his mouth, and he was 14, and we were all none of us had ever ever had sex. Like most of us hadn't even kissed a girl, and he's over there with his girlfriend. His girlfriend's holding two babies, and uh, he's smoking a cigarette, going. When are they handing out the pads? <laughs> and we're like, what are we doing? 14, two kids? Yeah. Wow. Impressive. And you're like, and he was scary. I watched him beat up two kids at the same time once. And uh, it was his. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were babies. <laughs> they were babies. It wasn't an even fight. But yeah, the legend of Ronnie Cop. But I looked him up. He's doing great. Yeah, I think so. Like I saw him on, fa you know, for whatever Facebook says, he yeah. looks. You know, he's. I think he's working in construction or something. He has access he has... to a computer. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice to hear. In all of his pictures, him and his family are smiling. So I assume everything's on the up and up. They're all still together. They're every everyone's still together. Wow. I don't know if that's the same girl, but the kids there. I did the math, and I'm like, yeah, that's the one. That's, that's the crazy. baby from the from the wow. kids picking 30. up the pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. They had the kid. What 2001? So. The kid's old enough to drink. I can take that kid out for a beer. That's insane. Oh, I'm a man. 26-year-old at 40. And meanwhile, That's you and wild. me are over here like, should we have kids? Should we freeze <laughs> eggs? Is the world ending? We're like overthinking it. That, kid's, that kid was like, eh, whatever. You're pregnant again? That's fine. I got to go pick up my pads for high school football. <laughs> The fact he still played football, like that's an after school activity he should have been going to get at work. Yeah, he should have yeah. been getting a job. <laughs> he probably <laughs> thought he was going pro. He's like, this is the way, dude. And he got kicked off the team. I know I told this story on the podcast. This feels familiar, but sorry for repeating, but he got kicked off halfway into the school year because he had a grade point average of 0.7. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I remember they read everyone that wasn't going to make the team for the second half of the season because of grades, and they read his out. They go, Ronnie Cop with a point seven, <laughs> and people cheered because they didn't know it could get that low. You know? He bumps his fist. Yeah, he's like number one. Dude. As he's walking out of the door, <laughs> lighting up a cigar, <laughs> celebrating. He was like, oh, he was like John Candy at Uncle Buck when he <laughs> when he told off the principal and he lights the cigar in the silhouette. <laughs> he's changing a diaper while they're talking about it. He's like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, yeah, it makes I sense. wonder why my grades suck. I'm busy at home. I don't know. I'm. I'm I'm playing football every day after school for two hours, and I gotta go take care of two kids. Man, we don't all have the same lives. I gotta learn math and then teach math. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm both I'm not doing good at. Horrible at all of it. Guess I'll give up football. <laughs> you played sports in high school. You played 
soccer and basketball? Because mm-hmm. we told the story when you shot the shot into the wrong goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was middle school. That was middle school. In yeah. high school, you played soccer. I played soccer and. That was it. That was it. The fact that you could make it. I only made it on teams where they had no cuts. Football had no cuts. Same. As long as you didn't miss a practice, you were on the team. Mm -hmm. Soccer had cuts, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So you made the cuts. Yeah, but I wasn't very good. That makes me so upset. Yeah. (laughs) Because, dude, one time I didn't make the basketball team in middle school that had cuts. This is the last Mm -hmm. year I ever tried out for anything because they hurt my heart. And I I went to all the practices, went to all the tryouts, and they're picking. And I, you know, my buddy Dane, he's the tallest kid in school. He's my best friend, and we're there against the wall. And that's how the coach picked the teams. He just lined us up and he goes, You, 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 you. And uh, Dane's all nervous. He's like, I hope I get picked. And I'm like, You're the tallest kid in the (laughs) school. Seven feet tall. (laughs) Dude. You're in. And then first pick, Dane. Number one draft. And he's like, yes. He like really thought he had no shot. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like the most attractive girl in the beauty contest is surprised she won. It's like, well, you were the, you know, what, do you have a mirror? And uh, so he's all pumped. And then it's going down. Now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. They, they can only pick like 12 kids. And it came down to me and Kartik. And Kartik, uh, he was probably still a better basketball player than me, but not by that much. And so it came down to us and some other kids, but we were better than the other kids. And coach goes, Kartik, if I put you on the team, will you tutor everybody in math? And he's like, sure. And he got on the team, and I'm like, I got a B in math. I can kind of tutor. Like, I'm not, I don't have an A, but I'm like, I can kind of do it. Because I didn't even care about playing. That was the thing. I just wanted to wear a uniform and hang. Yeah. That's it. I don't care about playing. No. Put me in the, you know. I remember in high school football for tight end, I just wanted to play varsity my junior year because my friends were there. And I want to be JV as the junior guy, yeah. you know? And they were like, and I told the coaches that, and they're like, listen, if you're on JV, you are the starting tight end. You're in every play the entire game. On varsity, you'll never see the field. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's and the they plan. Were, that's <laughs> the plan. And they were so surprised at my answer. <laughs> they're like, uh, well, you're still going to JV because we need tight ends. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was like, oh. And then I quit. So that's how that goes. How are we doing on time? Uh, we're right there. We're just over an hour. Just over an hour? Cool. Well, we're recording two episodes today. You don't need to know that, but I guess now you do. Uh, <laughs> before I leave, I want to let you know, go to my tour dates. I guess by the time this comes out, Indianapolis, February 7th, and then Fort Wayne that weekend, and somewhere in Ohio on that Thursday. Go to ZoltanComedy.com for all my tour dates. Come out, see a show. And as always, Safe Journal, SafeJournal.co, 25% off. Use Zoltan at checkout, and I send you a personalized handwritten note. And other than that, ciao, everybody. Trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am.